From Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, this is the KZYX News for Monday, January 3rd. I'm Sarah Reith. It's a busy time of year for fish in the eel with steelhead running, chinook hatching, and coho bouncing back, according to Pat Higgins, director of the Eel River Recovery Project. Ocean conditions have started to improve since the warm water blob of 2015 upended the nearshore ecosystem. That's a big help for anadromous fish that travel between fresh water and salt throughout their life cycles. Higgins says that while the numbers are nowhere near as plentiful as they were 10 years ago, it is the best run in five years. The krill is what the Chinook have to eat to get fat. And when the ocean's working good, then the krill are just like all over the place. And so they showed up again in the last couple of years. Anchovies. No one understands why anchovies are going absolutely bonkers in the ocean. But if you were on the Mendocino coast this last year, you would have seen thousands of pelicans. And there was a school of bait that moved into Shelter Cove in October that was half a mile long. And the salmon were everywhere. And I wasn't there. But uh, actually, this is uh, the nearshore ocean is showing some signs of recovery after the blob. And so that's good. Uh, But there's still problems further north that don't allow connections to the Arctic currents that once connected the California current. So we are not like happy days are here again. But um, the salmon productivity was indicated by increases in runs in the Klamath. Uh, and Trinity this year, which is good, best best runs in five years. And so we'll see what the tea leaves show uh, for the eel. Uh, California Department of Fish and Wildlife has a Gidson, a dual-frequency sonar thing on the lower eel. And then we also have uh, the Van Artsdale Fish Station. They pegged 450, which is a far cry from 3,500 in 2012. Uh, but it did show fish moving into the system even uh, to this date. So there is that indicates there's still diversity in the salmon runs in the eel and that there could be late run false chinook right now. And you were talking about their different life cycles that make some more vulnerable and some less vulnerable to drought and other conditions in the tributaries. Well, you know, the chinook really had a leg up because their juveniles do not need freshwater habitat. So they come out of the gravel and they don't care if the river's going dry. They just care if there's the food organisms they need in the estuary. So if Chinook spawned, and they did in the first week in November, uh, 60 days are out of the gravel. That means this week upcoming. And they'll be moving out and down and feeding along the way to the estuary. And that sets them up as kind of highly resistant to the fluctuations of freshwater habitat that have happened over the last couple of years, for instance. Chinook can spawn at ages from a jack at like 24 inches all the way up to like 60 pound five-year-olds. So that's that's a benefit. But the one with the life history that really has the solutions to drought and other things is the steelhead. Because their little guys can go to the ocean when they're one, two, or three years old. And then they can stay in the ocean for like up to four years old. Or they could come back in any given year. And so every year you have a bunch of steelhead that use different life histories. And so that tends to help smooth the runs because if there's a bad year in a, in, a, in a creek, well, you still got four or five year classes in the ocean. So, but now the problem is, is that when you have extended, really, really depleted freshwater flow habitat, like we just did in 2020 and 2021, That was a repeat of 2013 to 2015. Those are extraordinary periods of drought. And so steelhead survival in fresh water 
may actually start to become limiting because so many year classes are failing. But in the vastness of the eel, they're the shady hollows. They're the places where the water comes out of the rock. Uh, the steelhead uh, are also rainbow trout. And in the headwaters, you have those. And they, they may survive and flourish. And then if they're washed downstream, they can fill in for the steelhead. The creatures of the eel are amazingly well adapted for millions of years. But the environment right now and the timing of rainfall is changing so rapidly. And I didn't mention snow and summer steelhead. That's the most imperiled fish in the basin. And I haven't gotten up to speed on the counts, but they're in the hundreds, not in the thousands. It's been a decent snow year, comparatively speaking, but recovery takes a long time. Higgins said he's finally found indications that parts of the eel have recovered from a catastrophic weather event from the middle of the last century. These places where, these special places where the the water still comes out of the rock, you know, 52 degrees Fahrenheit is groundwater. And so if you have a watershed that's in functional condition, uh, even if you have a drought of several years, you may still have a water supply in the earth, in the hill slopes. And the upper South Fork Eel in late September this year had a very high standing crop of juvenile coho. And I was doing a lot of work in 10 Mile Creek where it was hard to find flowing water. And only two out of 20 places that I normally go had juvenile steelhead. And I went into the upper South Fork and the coho were all around me. And they were not just like surviving, they were thriving. So this indicates that the South Fork of the Eel has recovered from the 1964 flood and is providing water temperatures under 62 degrees Fahrenheit for several miles. And so um, this is the last refuge for coho in California and Southern Oregon, Northern Mendocino, coho in the South Fork Eel. You guys should be proud, you're number one. For KZYX News, I'm Sarah Wright. For all our local news with photos and more, visit kzyx.org. You can also subscribe to the KZYX News Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.